Hello, you are listening to a mini episode of Daisy Geek Girls. I'm Preeti Chipper and I am recording on November 30th, 2021. Today I am sharing an interview we did a few weeks ago with the wonderful Maureen Barucha. Maureen is a Los Angeles-based writer-director. She recently directed her second feature film, The Prank, a dark comedy starring, starring Rita Moreno, Keith David, and Ramona Young. Currently, Maureen is writing a new horror comedy feature, Tina's 40th Birthday Party, with Mary Holland and Betsy Sodaro. But today, we are here to talk to Maureen because she recently directed an episode of Peacock's truly excellent Save by the Bell reboot. Hi, Maureen. Hi. So excited to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, so I'm going to kind of get right into this. Uh, what, what made you want to get into directing and, and what was it about that that excited you? Yeah, I, I think I've always wanted to be a director. Um, my mom jokes that when I was in preschool, she said, you know, when you'd show up, all the kids would be like, Maureen, what are we going to be today? And I would be like, okay, you're going to be this, you're going to be the mom, <laughs> you're going to be the dad. And I'm like, I don't know if that's true, but that's the story my mom peddles. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I think like, you know, I think where it stemmed from was like, I think I wanted to be a performer. I thought I was like, I would put on pageants for in the living room. I had a bunch of cousins and I'm the oldest cousin. So of course I'm in charge. And so I would just kind of like delegate and make everybody be things um, even when they didn't want to. So I think I honed my like, you know, my boss skills um, from a young age. I think that's, that's the kernel that started. (laughs) That feels so familiar to me. (laughs) I'm not the oldest cousin, but I certainly have participated with the oldest cousin. Yeah. The boss, the boss one, (laughs) the the boss cousin. Yeah. Makes all the choices. (laughs) Um, Can you tell me a little about a a little bit about what you've worked on so far? Yeah. I mean, I've been working in this industry maybe now for like 10 years, which is it's kind of crazy to think that, but I spent three years directing on Jimmy Kimmel Live as a segment director. I did a couple of thrillers, like independent feature thrillers uh, last year, or I guess two years ago, I did a South by Southwest movie called Golden Arm, which is a female arm wrestling comedy. And then, you know, during the pandemic, it was, it was kind of a dire straits, but what was so amazing is that I got into the female forward program at NBC Universal. So I got to kind of be in that program. I got to shadow on Superstore. I ended up getting a Saved by the Bell episode. So 2021 has been kind of an explosion of work. I also did a really cool podcast called Edith with Rosamund Pike. It's like a narrative podcast series. I did a couple episodes of Crank Anchors this year. And then I just finished a new film with Rita Moreno called The Prank and Ramona Young and Connor Collapses and Keith David. So yeah, I've just been kind of like How? grinding it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's a lot. <laughs> I like to be busy. <laughs> I know that feel. Um, wh- so and we're, we're obviously here to talk about Saved by the Bell because yeah. the new season is dropping. It's, it's so fun. Like I am obsessed with this show. It's me too. So funny. What do you, what do you love about it? Like what was, what was so exciting to you about directing an episode of this reboot? Yeah. I mean, so for me, I was a huge fan of the original. Like I watched every, ep- I was like, exa- I'm like exactly the right age where it was on Saturday mornings and I would watch it and I saw every episode, the college years, you know, like all of, all of the stuff. So one, I was just a fan of the original show. But then when I, when I watched the reimagining the first season, I just thought it was so funny. I mean, Tracy Woodfield is, you know, obviously such a comedic genius. And so what she's done with the, with the show and this reimagining with this new class, you know, these new students of present day is just so funny. But to me, like what I really clicked into was it was kind of that mirror, you know, like kind of showing like how funny 
looking back on your past, you know, and, you know, where we are in the present. And I think that's like, to me, what I, I think has been so important just in this day and age is we're, we're finding out maybe what stuff in our past maybe wasn't okay. and know how we can kind of like take a comedic lens at like how we can be better and how we can kind of change ourselves for the, for the best. So there's some just Easter eggs in that first season that I just thought was so funny. So I was so honored that when I got to direct on the second season, I was like, man, I was already a fan um, before I even got on the show. Can you kind of tell me, like I, my experience and my understanding of directing is very limited. So can you talk to me about what that's like? Like, what do you, what be, what is the process for like a television series, for example, like Saved by the Bell versus a film like Golden Arm? Yeah. I mean, what's what, you know, I've been incredibly lucky that I've been able to kind of direct in each kind of sphere. So for me, and especially also on Jimmy Kimmel Live, I think gave me a lot of skills that are working in television. You know, for film, you have a little bit more time to play and find stuff and you're, you're creating the whole vision, right? You know, it's like, it's your story through your lens and you're the voice, you're kind of the captain of the ship, you know? And with television, you're helping tell somebody else's story, right? The showrunner, the writers, Victoria and Marcos, who are the writers of this episode, just wrote such an incredible episode. So me coming in, wanting to make sure that I was helping tell their story, the story that they wanted to tell, you know, through Tracy's vision of the show. So one thing that's really kind of cool is for me, I think directing personally, growing up, I always thought I was good at a lot of things, but I was never great at one thing. I was like, oh, I was kind of good at acting. I liked, I liked art. I liked photography. I was like, oh, music is really cool. But kind of when I figured it out, I was like, oh, being kind of good at a lot of things is why I think I made a great director because I had the language to kind of talk to everybody. So, you know, when you go on to a TV show, uh, you have, you know, limited time and you need to get your shots and you need to get, you need to tell the story as efficiently as possible, but then making sure you're, you know, open to like comedy if something hits. So you're going to have to be juggling a lot of things. I also think like I've waited tables for a long time and I almost feel like waiting tables is, has helped me direct because you can just prioritize in your brain. Like I was always the kind of person that if I had a busy section, everybody was happy. I got everything to everybody on time. But if I had a slow section, I would like forget a napkin or a fork. I was like, oh man. So I think what makes me good at directing is that I can prioritize in my brain and kind of keep that on track while also being able to express what I want really clearly and succinctly to crew cast. I think that's like one of the most important things as a director and being able, I mean, to me too, especially in television, it's time management. It's like being creative as well as like keeping a mindful act of like, okay, how long is it going to take me to get this shot, this scene? Ugh, do we have it yet? Do we not have it yet? Can we move on? So um, yeah, it's just like holding a lot of balls and juggling a lot of things. Then also like being adaptable, you know, cause things might totally change. Uh, I imagine you weren't delivering any hundred burger pallets to anybody in your, in your waitressing years. <laughs> no, but oh my gosh, that, that hamburger tray was like, it's a good gag. I enjoyed it. it was so fun. I mean, it looked, it, was, it looked, it looks amazing. I know. I was like, I don't even eat burgers, but like, I would, I would, I would consider it. <laughs> um, so something, you know, your bio mentioned that you're also a writer and mm-hmm. I was very curious as to how those separate pieces of the creative process, like how do they influence each other? The the directorial side and the, and the creative writing side, like, do they influence each other or do you keep them very separate? Like, can you, can you do that? Can you keep them separate? I think I can keep them separate. I mean, I think like, what's funny is like, everything goes back to maybe like how you were raised or how you grew up. Right. And so like, for me being like, 
half Irish and then half Indian Pakistani, like we're Gujarati. It's like, it's weird. I feel like I, you could grow up compartmentalizing when I'm with one thing, I can be that when I'm with somebody else, like I, you know what I mean? So you can kind of relate. So in a way, I think that also translates to creativity. So for me, if I'm like directing, I'm like, have that director's brain on. And sometimes I do, it's so great to have a writer that's there punching up jokes or giving you ideas. And then the writing does help with the directing. Cause for me, the more creative I'm being and the more I'm getting out, the more other ideas come. So, you know, on the future side, I've definitely as a director, you know, done, done a pass on the, the movies that I've directed that I haven't written. Um, and then I'm writing my own stuff that I hope to direct. Um, and then on the TV side, it's like, yeah, I don't even think, you know, you might be at, you know, acting in punch up jokes or like alts or whatever, but it's so great to be able to like work in somebody else's like vision. And that was also from Jimmy Kimmel live. It's like, you know, you would add jokes and like, you know, buttons to the ends of things, but there was, there were writers writing that and you're like, great, I'm figuring out what you want. So I, I definitely think it does feel compartmentalized, but then also when I want it to, it can bleed over, you know, it can, one helps the other. Speaking of your background, you have said that of, of, as a person of mixed background, um, you're interested in complicated characters and, and bending genres. Can you kind of talk to me about what that means and how your experiences, your specific experiences impact your art? Yeah, I mean, I think growing up again, my my mom and dad come from, they're both very religious, which is funny. My mom's like Catholic, my dad's Muslim. They both come of like one of seven. My dad's family, like uh, he's originally from Burma, but they were Gujarati and they had like, you know, gone from Pakistan to Chittagong to like Karachi and then to America. So they have like a really weird, you know, a complicated thing. But I think growing up, it ended up being, I think, you know, everyone's like, your parents are so different. They're so different. And then when you kind of boiled it down to it, it's like, they kind of have the same, some parallel people with their families. Like there's kind of the younger one, there's like that middle kid, you know, or just even their stories of their religion. You're like, these are kind of the same characters, but just in a different, you know, you're just told from a different perspective. So I think to me, that's like, what I like is like finding, you know, totally drastically different things and then seeing how they can kind of come together and mesh, whether that's like tonally like a comedy and a thriller or just human beings where you're like, oh yeah. And I think that's also like given me just the skill at like figuring out people or like, how do I relate? How do we relate? What do we have in common? That's always, and maybe that's like, at first it was a survival technique, right? Like, okay, how do I, how do I adapt? How do I fit in? How do I like figure out how we relate? But now I just see it as a gift. I'm like, oh yeah, I feel like that's a gift that my parents and their, you know, crazy mashup uh, created. (laughs) I love that. Oh, I love that a lot. I think it's, it's, you know, we talk a lot about identity on the show and kind of how our specific experiences shape how we view art. Um, And so I love hearing how it influences the creative side of that. And it's always a different answer. And so I, I really, I really appreciate you sharing that. Um, I think we only have a few more minutes left. So I want to ask, uh, what's, what's next for you? Where can people find you? What, what's coming up? Yeah. I mean, I feel like I hang out a lot on Instagram, so you can catch, you can catch me on there kind of posting about all my fun adventures on Maureen Barucha on Instagram, but I just finished a new feature with Rita Moreno, Keith David, Ramona, uh, Ramona Young, Connor Collapses, which is so fun. It's a comedy thriller called The Prank. So I'm just in my final week of mixing and doing our last color session. So I'm very excited about that. So it's really fun to talk about Say by the Bell and the new feature. That's awesome. I can't wait to see it when it is available. Um, And one thing we like to ask our guests, uh, 
are there any sort of projects or, or shows or books or anything um, by people from the South Asian diaspora that, that you are excited about and want to shout out? I mean, I'm super excited about the new season of Never Have I Ever coming out. <laughs> I have a bunch of friends that have directed on it. I mean, Ramona Young is in it. So uh, I'm just excited for that new season to drop <laughs> to watch that. Um, but also Sweets and Spices. Um, my friend Gina Malik's movie just came out. Um, and so everybody should go see that as well. Very excited to see it. Like that's one of my most anticipated movies. Yeah, I keep seeing ads for it and I'm like, Manisha Koirala, yes. I'm like yes. so excited. <laughs> yes. And then Definition Please, another friend who got it like yes. her movie as well. Like again, just just amazing friends and filmmakers that have really great movies that everybody should should seek out, find, and watch. Uh, awesome. Well, that is all I have for you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. A huge thank you again to Maureen for stopping by to talk to us and tell us all those awesome things. Um, we are part of the Hard Knock Life Podcast Network. You can find all of the podcasts in the Hard Knock Media family at hardknockmedia.com. That's N-O-C for nerds of color. And a thank you to our Patreon subscribers. Thank you to Meredith at the $12 level and Amher. Jordan, Annie, Brandy, Claire, Brian, Robert, Chris, the Knott family, Bria, Geshev, Ruth, and Gavita at the $5 level. If you want to join us over on Patreon, it is patreon.com slash theyseegeekgirls. Or you can follow us on Twitter at theyseegeekgirls. And I am at runwithskizzers. Uh, and until next time, all on my own, I'll see you in hell.